This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every time they win, you owe me a woo pig suey. Woo pig suey. Woo pig suey. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We the North are now we the champions. The Raptors, the 2019 NBA champs. According to Jim, is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. They want the wheel round. Jace Kinnaman down the near sideline. Can he track it down? Yes! Jace Kinnaman is a 10, 5, touchdown Bullpup! Everything happening in the sports world. Here comes McCready. Oh, he just sucked the gravity right out of the building. What a play by T-Man. And even some things not happening in the sports world. So are you not a fan of, of your athletes on your teams going on The Bachelor or Bachelorette? I don't care. I don't watch it. I don't care. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, Worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson throughout central, at least south central, McPherson County, Mr. Steve Sell. I think you're pretty popular in south central McPherson County. I don't know about that. What about northwest McPherson County? Marquette? I don't. Marquette. Canopolis Lake? You think think they like you out there? They don't even know who I am. What about western McPherson County? Little River? You think they like you? I don't. I have no idea. I don't think. I they, think you're well I liked in Eastern McPherson County. I don't think they even think about me, to be honest. Canton and Galva, I think they like you. You think our guy Shad likes you? Well, he does. Yeah. I, I think you're a big fan there. Yeah. Northern McPherson County. I've yeah. You, you're almost an honorary Bethany Swede. Well, I've got. I do have a lot of Lindsberg people that I know and and are friends with. So. Well, good for you, Steve. Yeah. I, th- I think you've earned this title. Okay. I know that throughout this entire high school sports season, we kept saying, well, this is year number 40, but we're moving into year number 41, Steve. I, have I, you thought I, about that? I know. 41 years of covering local sports. That's. Uh, Do you know what day it was that you began this job? In yes. 1979? Was that the year, 78? August, August 13th. I'll never forget that. August 13th. So, so what was going on August 13th, 1979? What did you have to do? I didn't know what the heck was going on, for one thing. Well, good. <laughs> I was I walked in, and John Frazier uh, was my editor, and he says, you got two weeks to do a football tab. And I said, what is that? I, I didn't have any idea what he was talking about. So you had to put together all of your previews and go get pictures. One of the most atrocious pieces of journalism. I still have it. <laughs> and I mean, it, to, to look at it now... What an embarrassment. I want you to bring it in. I want to read it. Oh, I'm not going to bring it in. Oh, please. I want to read it. I want to see what was going on in 79. It was awful. It was... It, a lot I, of spelling mistakes? Not that. Or just the writing wasn't good? The writing wasn't good. My writing evolved. The You know, the, the, the older I got, the more my writing evolved, and I found a style. I didn't have a style back then, to be honest with you. One thing that I found funny, Steve, yesterday, I, I've been working on my 2019 McPherson Night Football Media Guide, which is really just for... You and me. Right. It's just a big book that I put together. And I was going through the schedule and the results of all of the years past and entering them. They were in an Excel spreadsheet mm-hmm. that I got, and so it's hard to copy and paste in the way I want it. So I had to go in and manually type it. And this year is kind of weird for McPherson because... 
they don't play their first football game. Well, I don't have the sheet in front of me. It's like not until sixth. like it's like the sixth or the September sixth. Yeah, September it, it's 6th. late. Yeah. You know what's really weird is fifty and sixty years ago, they would typically only play like one game in September. The first game of the year was almost always like September twenty second, twenty third. Yeah. Of course, they didn't play as many games. Well, they there were some of the years in the early days where they played nine, but for the most part, they hovered at eight. Yeah. And and the teams that would have been on the schedule then, they would have played Lions every year. Mount Ridge. They would have played well. Mount Ridge. They didn't play a ton. Yeah. Really early, they played them. But especially like in the 40s and 50s, yeah. a lot of Junction City, a lot of Clay Center, well, that Abilene, was, Manhattan. That, that was the old CKL. And, and that was, they typically just played those eight games, but with Lions like, Didn't included. they play like Chapman and Chapman was Clay in there Center, a I think? But the schedule was way backed up. And that it wasn't until like the 70s or 80s that they started playing games a little earlier. Yeah. And then they would kind of hover around you know, the second week of September. And now, I mean, last year, they played their first game on August 31st. I remember. It's a different time, Steve. It's different time. You know, Steve, I've been I've been pondering. I've been thinking. You know me. I'm a big thinker. Yeah. I'm always well, my, cerebral. My buddy Bruiser, we always say he ponders. He's a ponderer. You know Bruiser. Oh, I know Bruiser. You've seen Bruiser. Oh, yeah. He, don't you think he ponders? He's sort of a ponderer. He, he's got. He's like Socrates. When you look at yeah. him, he, he's got that Aristotle. Pose. Yeah, he's got that pose where he's kind of, you know, he's, he's thinking all the time. Well, I was thinking over the weekend a little bit when I went up to Omaha for the College World Series, and then whenever you get to interact with people here in town, I was just thinking about how fun, how special college and high school sports are. I'm not saying I don't like professional sports because they're a great form of entertainment. They do things well. It's a great moneymaker. It's easy to watch them on TV. The athletes are better. It's better competition. It's a lot of fun. But I just love high school sports, and I just love college sports. And when you go to an event like the College World Series, and I know there is always all this drama with, oh, are we paying the athletes? We're extorting them. We are robbing them of millions of dollars. Let's just hold off on that argument here for a minute. But when you go to the College World Series in Omaha and you get to see these people that are passionate about their team, and for the most part, the people that are fans of Michigan, Florida State, Texas Tech, they're not baseball schools. But the beauty of it is, They all come together and say, wow, what a cool opportunity. We all get to go to Omaha. We get to watch the school that we went to. You get to play. Whether you went there or not, teams that you get to grow fond of, even though the players are constantly changing, it's always the tradition Mm -hmm. and the pride in your school. pomp and circumstance. And then it's the same thing at the high school level where – you can go to anybody here in town and say, well, what would you think of last year's high school basketball team? And I bet they can give you a few thoughts. Oh, yeah, I went to this game. I thought they looked pretty good there. Oh, this girl, oh, she's going to be really, really good. Did you hear about the girl that's in sixth grade that's well, you coming know, up? You know, It's I, just fun that when way. When I was, I was on my trip this last weekend, uh, a lot of my friends would come up to me and say, God, he says, you guys win in everything. He says, you know, it's just unbelievable. He sa- they say, you really fell into a – really good situation with the teams you cover because you guys he says you guys seem to win in everything of course he was one of the people that i think was here when we played independence in football so yeah yeah. he he had to experience that Ooh, that was not good but it's a pride thing especially at the high school level and i have a little different background with that 
because I went to a school where the people that go to school there are passionate about it. And I was a person that loved high school sports while I was in it. All my friends played. I went to every game you could think of. And I was passionate about it then. But it's not like I could go to the local restaurant in the great city of Olathe mm -hmm. and ask the person behind the counter and say, what'd you think of the high school game on Friday night? A whole lot of fun. And they'd say, well, which game? Which of the 12 games are you <laughs> yeah. talking about? Yeah. So it's a different form of pride when you get into one town with one school. And I just enjoy it a lot, that everybody comes together for it. And there are a lot of really fun things about high school sports. And I'm sure I have some friends that are working in the business world and they do their own thing. They don't have kids yet. They just live it up in the big city. And if you ask them about high school sports, they could say, oh yeah, it was fun while I was there, but I don't care anymore. That's weird that you have a job where you just go talk about high school sports and broadcast games and that people are actually interested in it. But I think it's a, a community thing. It's a pride thing. And when you see a community come together, it's typically over a sporting event. How many times can you remember, Steve, making that trip to Topeka and people that might not have been to a game all year when the Bullpups were going to the state tournament in Topeka, everybody booked their hotel rooms, and, oh, and they would have acted like they've seen every game. People used to set their vacations around the second week in March, the second weekend in March, because when we used to play in Topeka, uh, there was there's a hotel right near the Expo Center, and generally McPherson just filled up that uh, hotel or motel, whatever you want to call it, but but uh, we would bring. I'll never forget the year. I think it was the year we won both, 99. Right. That I looked up there, and it, 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 there, were, there had to be about 3,500 people wearing red. It was just stunning. It was just absolutely stunning. And one thing that you and I get to do, Steve, that is a little different than, than most people is that technically we are not associated with, let's just say, McPherson High. Let's just start with them. Technically, we're not associated with them. But on paper, we're supposed to be journalists. We're supposed to stand back and, and, and be a part of it, but not really right. be intertwined. But I think that you can speak to this as well, and I'm starting to get that way a little bit more, is that I start to see some of the same pride, and I start to feel some of that, even though I didn't grow up here. I don't know any of the people. I don't know any of the, the, the old families that would have been here. I wasn't here in the 90s. I wasn't here right, in the 80s. Right. But when you are around it more and more and more, it starts to become a, a little bit of a part of you. And you and I, we do a pretty good job of not saying we yeah. on the radio. And I think that I let it slip every once in a while. Just that if you were from here and if you had been working at the radio station and you say, you know, we, we've got to get the offense going. And you yeah. might say that about KU. Yeah. But you and I do a pretty good job of that. But when we don't have the mics on, if I'm talking to somebody, oh, yeah, yeah, we play Andover on Friday night, I've started to, to feel that a little bit more. Mm. And I, I know that you do, And when too. we talk to, our, you know, say, talk to Hayden Barber, well, we we played pretty well, you know. Right. And, and we'll say it like that because we is inclusive of the town or of the school. So, you know, we just say we, it just makes it easier. We don't want to say to... Hayden Barber will make first and played pretty well. It's just easier to say we played pretty well that night. But that's the the fun thing about high school sports and a community. And I've been going around recently and talking with a lot of people for something we'll talk about further down the road. But I've been interacting with a lot of people, and it's just really fun to see the passion 
that people have. Not only for bullpup basketball, but for McPherson. And there are people that might just be very passionate about their town and they want the teams to do well. But the thing that I see here that stands out the most to me is the general happiness for others Mm -hmm. and that people are always willing to give back, donate time, donate money in order to have the high school kids have a fun experience. And that's the fun thing about college for the most part with boosters and people that do give back a good chunk of money. But if we just look at volunteer hours that happen with the high school, whether it's the optimist guys that do stats at games, whether it's the optimist people that that put on the the, the Mid-America Classic or track meets, and the people that just want to be a part of it and want to make it a special experience, it's just very refreshing and nice, and especially when we talk about the NBA and all the craziness that goes on with free agency, and you look at the Lakers and all the bad things that have happened there with Magic Johnson and their ownership, then you look at Major League Baseball and all the problems that they have. It's just refreshing for me to be a part of something that everybody is so excited about. And I'm not saying that in Newton people aren't as passionate or in Valley Center or in Junction City. Independence. I'm not saying they're not because I think people are passionate they there. Are. I think they would wish that their teams won a little bit more. Yeah. You know, I got to go to that Holton member guest tournament a couple weeks ago and God, people at Holton love the Holton Wildcats. And they've been great in football for a while, and that helps. We we played them. And winning breeds that type of a culture. But even if I think back to maybe the 90s for McPherson High football, people were still interested in the school. Yeah, they'd still go even though we were 28 and 72 or whatever in 10 years. And that's what's really fun about covering high school sports is you get to feel that in a different way than you would maybe if Steve was the beat writer for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Maybe it's because it's more negative and everybody is always more fired up about pro sports, but that's the beauty of college sports. You go to the College World Series in Omaha, I get to throw on my red and call the hogs with all my people out there. Even though I didn't go to school there, I don't know any of these people. We're high-fiving and having fun. Sure. That's what I love, Steve. Woo pig, Suey. Woo pig. Yeah, woo pig. But it, it, I was just thinking about it in my drive home from Omaha, thinking about it yesterday, that high school and college sports, they really are the best. Yeah. They really they are. They really are. They are. All right, Steve, I want to transition here into not as much of a pondering time. Okay. But I want to talk about a team that is red hot. Okay. They're rolling. Okay. The Royals. They've yeah. won three in a row. And they've Break won a up. World Series. Break up the Royals. Don't even think about it. This team, don't let them get hot. Okay. Don't let them get going. We'll talk about the Royals next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union. The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sal. Steve, we don't talk a ton about the Royals on this show anymore because, well, it's tough sometimes. It's hard to have too much to talk about with them. But we're feeling pretty good this week. They go up to the Mariners. 
win the last two games in the middle of the night. Games are ending at about four in the morning, it feels like. Well, it, I watched the game last night. It was. I don't know how you stayed up. I, I don't know. I can't I, stay up for the NBA Finals, but you can stay up to watch the Royals at the Mariners. Yeah, yeah, and there was like 200 people at the game, it looked like. Well, Steve, I, I, I'm, I'm excited about this Royals team for the future because they have shown me some signs this year that they can be good. It's just the process of, will they get there? Well, they're 25 and 48, and I don't <laughs> see how. I mean, when you look at their talent, they've got some pretty good talent. Yeah. And the, over the last 11 days, they have the best ERA, which, of course, that was the that's the big bugaboo early in the year. Their starting pitchers were just terrible. Now they've got four guys that are actually throwing the ball pretty well because Duffy's been pretty good. Keller had that really rocky stretch, but he's kind of back to being like he was last year. Homer Bailey hadn't allowed a run his last two games. And then Jacob Junis will give you innings. The problem is he's catching way too much part of the plate, and he's kind of getting rocked a lot. And then Sparky, I guess, is their fifth starter, right? Uh, <laughs> Sparky Sparkman. But uh, uh, I wish they could find another – they could find a fifth starter. It was supposed to be Jorge Lopez, and he's been a disaster, so – uh, but you look at this team, they're really swinging the bats. You look at this series, they've scored 15 runs the first two games. And boy, it's hard to believe when the Royals last played Seattle, the Mariners swept the Royals. They were 13-2 and after that sweep. And they've only won about, what, 15 games since then or 20 games since then? Not many. I mean, they've had... When the, they were hitting a ton of home runs they, yeah, early. Yeah, and now they don't even have some of those... They don't even have some of those guys that they had. I mean, one flap down, Edwin Encarnacion, he's gone. Uh, I don't know where – did I don't know if that Hanager guy's playing. I believe he is. is I think he hit a home run on Monday night, okay. Mitch Hanager. Yeah, I don't think he – I don't remember him playing last night. Maybe he had the night off. But but Seattle is terrible. I mean, they are absolutely <laughs> terrible. And, uh, you know, they spent money, big money on the on the guy that pitched Kiki, whatever name, Kikichi or – he pitched last night. Royals just lit him up like a Christmas tree. But uh, they're swinging the bats well. They're, they've played good defense all year. Now, Raul or Alberto. Aldoberto. Try again. Aldoberto. No. Altoberto. <laughs> Adalberto. No L at the beginning. Well, Raul Monsi Jr. <laughs> uh, got kind of nicked up last night. He probably won't play tonight. Uh, hamstring. I came on that slide. He had a. Real awkward slide in the home plate, but uh, he's day-to-day. But, you know, if you get Salvi back next year, uh, Hunter Dozier, you know, looks like he's starting to turn the corner. And if Jorge Soler continues to hit a home run every night. Yeah, Jorge Soler uh, either strikes out or hits a home run. That's kind of the era we are in in baseball now. You either hit a home run or you strike out. Well, he's hit 19. 20. He hit one last night. 20 was was the 20th last night? Yeah, he, he hit an opposite fielder last night, and... Looked like he had a pop-up. Next thing you know, it's out of the ballpark. But I don't know what's going on in baseball, but the, but the ball's just absolutely flying out of the park at an unprecedented rate. I mean, somebody – there was a game the other – well, the series with Colorado and San Diego last weekend, four-game series, they combined for 92 runs. Sure. Yeah, and like 30 home runs. Well, Steve, here's the question that people have been asking – and the name that continues to float around. Bubba. 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 Yeah. Are they going to bring him up? Because I really don't think they have a reason not to, unless they want to trade him for something and, and try and hide him. 
for a little bit longer and keep him mysterious. Well, is Jorge Bonifacio that much better than Bubba? Terrence Gore. Why is he even on the team? It seems very surprising to me that Terrence Gore continues to have a job and Bubba Starling is stuck in Omaha. And Bubba Starling, let's see, it was 2011. When he was drafted. Yeah, when he was 11. So he's been, he's 26 years old now. Right. So, I mean, either. And he's had a good year, too. But he doesn't. He doesn't hit for power. He's a big, strapping guy, and I don't think he hits for much power. They 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 need guys that can crush it right now. Baseball's changed. You know, all this the speed guy. You know, you got Billy Hamilton in center field. Bubba's a center fielder, right? And Billy Hamilton's hitting two twenty one. He's driven in. I'm not even sure he's driven in ten runs this year, <laughs> he, and he's only stolen twelve bases. I mean, Billy Hamilton once stole in the seventies. At Cincinnati, well, the problem is he can't get on base enough to steal bases. He's had a lot of 0 for 4 nights Ooh, this year. Yeah. So, do you think Bubba Starling will ever be in uniform for the Royals? Will he be in uniform or consistently be in uniform? Let's say, will he ever be a regular starter? No. That's kind of been my thought this entire never make time. It. He'll never make it. And I always wanted to be positive with him, but after watching the first couple of years in the minor leagues... I didn't even think he would ever be called up by the Royals. What was the movie called? Can't hit a curveball or can't hit a curve? Trouble with the curve. Trouble with the curve. Yeah. That's the life story of Bubba Starling. Can't hit the curve. For a long time, I thought that the Royals might end up trading him when he was 24, 23, and where they could maybe get something in return for him. But now that they've kept him, you get the feeling that he's going to get called up this year or if not at the beginning of next year. But the thing is, I think they need to make this move sooner because he's playing well. Yeah. And that way, if things don't go well, then you can say, oh, well, it, it just didn't work out. We, we tried when he was at his best, and it just didn't and work. And the problem is, he was a number six overall. I, think I was, was thinking five or four. Maybe, well, maybe he was four. I don't know. But Bubba Starling was a very high pick, and you cannot miss when you get – well, like Bobby Witt Jr., he's got to be a star. Because when you pick that high, and when the Royals have picked that high, look out, look at this. Well, maybe he doesn't have to be a star, but he has to help you at the major league level. Well, you look at the other high picks they've had. They had Moustakas. Yes. He was a. Hosmer, Gordon. Uh, yeah. But even somebody like Luke Hochaver, who, who was, was in the overall that number one. Right. Luke Hochaver was never a star. No. But he helped them. He was serviceable. He was he, he was a help out of the bullpen by ring. the end. Yeah, and, and he was on the mound when they won the World Series. Isn't it mysterious how he just disappeared off the face of the earth, though? A little bit. Well, not as mysterious as Billy Butler. Billy Butler went from hitting machine to hitting the fridge. <laughs> and playing softball in Idaho. And drinking beer on the bench. Probably. Hey, I think that's a pretty good lifestyle, well, Steve. Yeah. Speaking of picks, you want to talk about the NBA draft next? Let's do. It's tonight. Do you remember that? I thought it's tomorrow night. It's tomorrow night. Oh, today's Wednesday. That's yeah, right. I keep night. thinking that today's Thursday because I'm I've, leaving I've for thought, Vegas. I've thought that today. Today. I was I looking at. It, I was today, like, today. well, I was like, I've thought that all day today. I thought that today was Thursday. Well, let's talk about it for tomorrow because oh, it's going to be a weird day tomorrow. Yeah, it's going to be weird. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, ninety-six point seven FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, 
Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim on a Wednesday, 96.7 All day long. FM. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm still thrown off because I'm thinking about Vegas, Steve. Viva. I've got the slot machines in my eyes. Sure. I think Bugs Bunny, that's happened to him before. The slot machines, the money. Is this the one the that you're officiating at? I will be officiating a wedding, but not in Las Vegas this weekend. This is just a bachelor party. Oh, okay. I thought the wedding was... No, no, no. Oh, they're, they're, a little, they're a little more formal than the Vegas wedding, although I think it's a great, great option. Yeah. Would you be okay with getting married in Vegas? No. Why not? I just... That just doesn't seem like my cup of tea. Why not? I need. I need an explanation. I just. I have no idea. I guess I'm a traditionalist. So you want to be at the same church where your parents well, I, were married? I in. think at my age, you just go down to city hall, get the license. That's what I'm saying. Go to Vegas. You well, don't have to throw a big party. Go well, out there and. I think at my age, you can have Elvis marry you. Well, would you rather have me or an Elvis impersonator be the efficient well, of I don't your want wedding? An Elvis impersonator. That makes a mockery of the whole sanctimony. Okay, what about another impersonator? Who's a, who's a celebrity that you like that's dead that they have in Vegas a lot? Barry White? I like Barry White. If Barry White officiated your wedding Barry in White, Vegas? Barry White has soul. I liked Barry White. I think you would like that. Anyway, Steve, NBA draft, which is tomorrow. Right. On a Thursday. Not on a Wednesday. Do you have any interest in this draft? Because to me, it feels like you don't care at all. I care about the first five picks, and then after that, I don't care. But it feels like the first five picks are really locked in, that there won't be a ton of movement with it. Now, the only thing that I've heard has just been flirted with is New Orleans maybe moving that fourth pick, so their second pick, because they have the one where everybody knows who they're going to draft. and, and, And everyone's saying this jaw Morant, is a is the lock at number two? I almost would take R.J. Barrett. I think R.J. Barrett's going to be big time, and I think, I think, I think uh, whoever picks second, Memphis, I, Memphis. I think I think they ought to go R.J. Barrett. I'm I'm not sold. Well, Morant's kind of from around Tennessee, so that would be a big financial draw. Too. I think he's from the Chicago area, but he went to Murray State. That's what I'm saying. Which is in Kentucky right. or Ohio or somewhere over yeah, there. Near near Memphis. I think so. they're in the Ohio Valley Conference. Yeah. Somewhere over there. But it's the Pelicans at one, Zion. Yeah. Everybody knows. Memphis at two. And then the Knicks at three. Now wouldn't that be ironic that all these Knicks fans were thinking, I want Zion, we're getting Zion. No, and they end up with the other Duke guy. Yeah, they're gonna get the other Duke guy. But Atlanta's really been making a big push to trade up to get the Knicks pick, and the Knicks are saying no because I'm almost positive they're going to take Barrett. There's just pretty much no doubt they're going to take R.J. Barrett. So if you had the four, the fourth pick, who is the player that stands out the most to you out of the guys that are right around there? So let's say between Jarrett Culver, DeAndre Hunter from Virginia, Darius Garland, or Garland, who was the point guard from Vanderbilt who had a really good year, Kobe White from North Carolina, or Cam Reddish from Duke, which of those guys see, right stands there, out that, to you the most? Right there, that tells me how little depth there is of the draft. If those guys are in the top ten, good players, but to me, nothing special. Uh, if I had the fourth pick, uh, this most gar- people are saying Jared Culver. Yeah, yeah, he's got the he's got the NBA body, so I'd like him. 
What do you remember seeing Darius Garland play at all for no, Vanderbilt? I don't even remember him. Well, Vanderbilt was bad this year, and that was a part of it. They ended up having their coach get fired, and that was a reason why nobody really saw him. What about DeAndre Hunter? I'm sure you saw a Good lot defender. of him in Virginia. Great defender, uh, not a great shooter, but that's you know, the NBA draft anymore is just on potential. And just think if they start letting kids come out of high school, that's when it's gonna. That's when the draft will get interesting. Steve, I'm going to name some guys, and I'm going to see if you know where they went to school. Jackson Hayes. Texas. You're right. Rui Hachimura. Uh, Gonzaga. P.J. Washington. Kentucky. Tyler Hero. Kentucky. Nasir Little. North Carolina. Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Don't know. Virginia Tech. That was pretty good, Steve. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Yeah. You're an NBA guy. You're a college basketball guy. Yeah. So you're not that excited for tomorrow? I'm really not. And... Because there's no mystery at number one. I mean, that would be the greatest upset since Dewey beat Truman, or That's Truman true. beat Dewey. I yeah. guess it was. But if they, if, if I remember, it was great. Yeah, if if Zion in the number one pick, somebody should be fired. Steve, tomorrow on the show, we're going to record early because I will be heading to the airport to go to Las Vegas. Viva, yeah, yeah. Viva Las Vegas. Maybe we can do a list of your favorite Vegas places. Well, since I'm Even never, though you don't know any of I them. I don't know any of them. Barry White. We'll bring in Barry White. Okay. You'll never find. Is that oh, him? Yeah. Real deep voice. Yeah. I love that song. Yeah. Wrapping up today's show for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.